we need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be our father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion, and I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Lynn Scott. Everybody, welcome back to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Terry Linscott. Again, I am so grateful that you're joining me today. We are in episode 39. We're in season two, episode 39 total. And uh, I'm just, again, grateful that you're here. And before we jump into it, we're talking today about balancing life and ministry. Or maybe you could say balancing life and business or whatever that is. It's balancing life with whatever that entity is you're into. Uh, But before we jump into the content today, again, like I always do, a couple things. Number one, if you have yet to subscribe to the channel on whatever platform that you're listening to this on, please do so. Hit the bell as a reminder. This way, every other Thursday that you uh, will, will know that we've dropped one. And we try to do this every other Thursday to make sure that we can create enough content that benefits your life and your ministry. Hit the subscribe button, hit the reminder button. I'd appreciate that. Secondly, is if you have, uh, if this content helps you, uh, many people are shooting me emails through my website at terrylenscott.com. You can respond to me by email. You can uh, leave a comment in the platform that you're listening to it. Uh, Just give me a thumbs up, something that lets me know that this is adding value to your life. Again, I really appreciate the comments. They really do help. If you have any questions uh, that you would like for us to address, you can do so by emailing us at terrylenscott.com. uh, at jmsm.org. And uh, so that would be greatly uh, having you having those questions come in. And the last thing, again, like we always say, is sharing the information and sharing the content, sharing the channel. If this is adding value to you, if this content is helping you uh, in your ministry, it's helping you in your business, uh, if you're helping you in your personal life, just share this with the people around you that you believe would add value to them. If you're a pastor and you're listening to this, share this type of stuff to your, your department heads and your team leaders, uh, to your staff. It, I promise you, our goal is to help strengthen the body of Christ at the Anointed Leadership Podcast. And so as we always do, just again, thank you for doing that. Hit the subscribe, uh, leave us a comment, or uh, and, and definitely share the content. Well, let's jump into it today. As I've said, this is the Anointed Leadership Podcast, where we're asking God's anointing to get upon us, the super on our natural, his super on our natural. And like I try to do every time is start off with a verse. And today we're talking about balancing life and ministry. And, and, and you could take the word ministry, like I said, and put business or uh, careers or whatever that is, job, balancing life. And whatever that is in your that you and I, I labeled it ministry just for the sake of Terry and who I'm really reaching. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter three, verse 11 says it this way. For we hear that some among you are leading an undisciplined life, <laughs> doing no work at all, but acting like busybodies. Uh, and, and this really jumps out to me. Now, I understand that when you study this verse out, that it talks about being busy into other people's business and meddling and all these types of things. But I want to take this verse and I want to look at it in the lens of a leadership. I want you to take a look at it as in the lens of being productive and successful in the kingdom and or whatever business you're in or the ministry you're in, the church you're in, the call that you're in. I want you to see it through this lens today. Uh, We're talking about balancing life 
And in this verse, it says we hear that some are leading undisciplined lives, uh, doing no work at all. Uh, and they're just busybodies, people just doing things, but have absolutely no um, no fruit from their efforts. There's no real produce or progress from their efforts. And this is what I think most people live their life today is in leadership, in church leadership, in business leadership. We're busy about a lot of stuff, but we have no progress. I, I made a statement not too long ago in my pulpit is that you can't mistake movement for progress. You can run five miles on a treadmill and go absolutely nowhere. Just because you're moving doesn't mean you're making progress. And so what I'm talking about today is balancing this because I know so many people that have this analogy that says, man, I'm so busy. I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off. It has no, that to me is not something that's in Terry's language. It's not my vocabulary. It's not in my leadership. I don't want that to be part of my leadership. In other words, I don't want to be clueless. I don't want to be unfocused or undisciplined. I don't want to run around like I'm getting ready to die and I just got to finish a couple of things or fix a couple of things and, and have no real meaning behind my life. I want my life to be on purpose with the purpose, the way Jesus Christ created us to be. And I believe this, that when you balance life in ministry or life in business in the balancing act of it gives you the ability to create a roadmap that, that generates great success. That now movement actually equals progress when you're moving in line with your passions. You're moving in line with the gift and the call of God upon your life. You ever been asked this? Hey, how are you? And, and most of the time, our response is, we're busy. We're busy. Uh, I'm extremely busy. I, I've got uh, so many irons in the fire or, or I'm burning the candle at both ends or whatever that is for you. And, and many of us respond that way. I used to. I used to years ago would respond, hey, I'm busy. I'm so busy. You know what I was trying to really do? I was trying to make it look like I, my life was important. I was trying to make it look like that uh, the demand on my life was so great because I was so valuable. This is this is just what happens in these type of scenarios. We think that being busy is a sign of success, is a sign of value. Uh, we think that being busy is it, it makes us look like we're more important and more productive. The reality is that is a sign of disorganization and out of balance life. You should never be so busy that you're burning the candle at both ends, that you don't have time for rest, you don't have time for vacation, you don't have time for the things that really matter in your life, family, children, uh, relaxation, those types of things, the, the uh, uh, exercise, whatever it is in your life, some hobbies and, and things like that. And so what happens is we look at this and we want to say we're busy because we want everybody else to think that we are that valuable because that's how we see ourselves. We also think that taking time off is a sign of laziness. We think that if we work seven days, we'll get more done than the guy that works five days. I, I, I beg to differ in my opinion and my experience. If I work five days really, really hard and I rest for the other day and a half or whatever that is, then I'm actually much more productive in the five. But if I go time without rest and I work seven days a week, I find myself more tired, more exhausted, more lethargic at times, more times of just needing to get up and walk around. Uh, I'm breaking my, my, my routine of work. I'm breaking through what would, uh, breaking off and taking too many times of breaks. And what we have to realize is when God created us, he created us for rest. The day of rest is the day to restore and regenerate and renew 
to be able to jump back in and work again. And we've got to understand this, that taking time off is not laziness, is not a sign that, that you're not busy, that you're not being productive. It just simply means that you are doing what you need to do so you can become very productive, right? Uh, what happens is we get so distracted that we miss the journey. And, and life isn't about just make, fulfilling tasks. It's about enjoying the journey. I, I did a, a podcast on that. You may want to go back and check that one out, enjoying the journey. And we have to realize that you can enjoy, enjoy the journey being busy. You, you, don't, you don't have time to, your, your relational equity isn't developed in being busy. You don't have time for people. You don't have time for relationships. You don't have time to network. You don't have time to do anything if all you're doing is being busy. You've got to enjoy the journey. I'm, I'm just going to run through some things because I want to give you some practical means to disciplining our lives and what I've found in my life. But I also want to say things like this. We blame our business not on ourselves. We very rarely ever blame our business on us. Uh, in the church world, we blame busyness or, or we're so busy because of church. We blame the church why we're busy, why we don't know how to say no. We blame um, other things like extracurriculars. We blame work. We blame family. We also blame last minute needs for somebody else why we can't accomplish certain things, why we are out of balance. And the reality is you can't blame anybody else but yourself. Watch, we rarely blame ourselves, which is a prideful mindset. It feeds our ego. We've got to take responsibility for our own actions. Uh, and, and if you want the anointing of God to get upon you, you got to live a life of repentance. To repent means to turn from where you're going and go the other way. Well, you'll never repent until you acknowledge the fault. So there has to be a level of breaking that pride in our lives, right? A couple of the thoughts that I wrote down before we jump into the practical things that I look at as discipline is number one, busyness is not fulfillment. Busyness is not satisfaction. Busyness doesn't make you happier. Uh, it doesn't make you more productive. It just simply makes you exhausted. <laughs> I don't know about you, but if you've ever been just truly exhausted for burning the candle at both ends or, you know, got too many irons in the fire, uh, working 12, 18 hour days, getting very little sleep, getting back up and doing it again, it's exhausting. It's not productive. You, you make more mistakes being tired than you do being uh, refreshed. And we look at that. Uh, what we also realize is if we're always going to be busy, out of balance is what one way I'm saying this, you're going to be distracted from the important things. Uh, busyness comes from reactions rather than being proactive. So if we're too busy, we're going to miss the important things. And it's really we're too busy because we're reactive rather than proactive. And you've got to learn to become proactive in your life, in leadership, in your business, in your church. Hey, pastor, you've got to be proactive. In, 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 I'm going to pause for a second. I, I kind of hear this thought in the mindset, well, I got to be led of the Holy Ghost. Well, don't you know that the Holy Ghost is part of the Godhead who wrote the beginning from the end? So he already knows. So if you are proactively asking the Lord about your day, about your tomorrow, about your week, the Lord already knows it because he write, wrote where you are from there. So why not ask him? Why wait till the moment then you need to ask him? And so what we find is that we think that being busy or unbalanced is just being more productive. It just makes us exhausted and, and what and it's because of reactions we're reacting 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 so in other words what's happening is we're trying to fix everybody else's problems rather than watch rather than being more uh, effective in our own tasks um here's another thing we must determine what is important rather than what is urgent 
If you're going to get out of busyness, if you're going to get out of being unbalanced and you're going to balance your life, you've got to determine what's important rather than what is urgent. You've got to separate the categories because it's urgent doesn't make it important because it's somebody else's lack of planning. That's an emergency for them. Doesn't make it important for you. You have to understand those things. If I gave you my list, mine is faith. That's important to me. My family is important to me. My career, my job, or my calling, that's important to me. You know what else is important? Rest. My time is important to me. It's vital that I have time for myself, for my own thoughts, for my own rest in my life, whatever that is. These are important to me. Balance is the key to productivity. If you live a balanced life, you will be much more productive. And you don't have to work as hard and you don't have to work as long if you just balance your life. You and I realize, we have to realize this in, in, in our lives. I, I, I think that this is how you balance. I did a, I did a podcast on the, the art of no or the power of no. Uh, you ought to go back and look look at that, but I'm going to reiterate that today. You've got to learn the word no. It's a two little letters, one little word, no, N-O. You have to learn that. If you are a yes person all the time, you're going to blame your lack of progress and pro- productivity on everybody else because everybody else is asking you. The reality is nobody else, nobody's saying yes for you. You've got to learn the word no. And it's not a bad word. It's not a cuss word. It's not a, I don't like you. I can't stand you. It's not one of those poor words. It is a word that gives you permission for your yeses. Your success and the things, uh, your true success in your life comes from the things that you decline rather than the things you accept. Every time you say yes to something or someone, that means you're saying no to something you previously said yes to. You'll never be able to successfully accomplish everything by saying yes to everything. You're going to have to learn no. To get out of this busyness mindset, you're going to have to word, learn the word no. You're going to have to you're going to have to stop acting like you got to burn the candle at both ends. You got to stop acting uh, like a chicken with his head cut off, right? This is this is balancing life and ministry. And and I'm saying all this from experience. I'm saying all of this today and this this talk on leadership and that anointing is we want God to bless us supernaturally, but we have a responsibility to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. We know this in Matthew chapter five, it says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Uh, and everything else comes from the evil one. So that means distractions are, are of the evil one. Anytime you say yes to multiple things that have nothing to do with your passions, have nothing to do with your purpose, you're, you're robbing from your passion and your purpose. And you have to understand you got to balance this. There are times that you're going to say yes to things that you probably shouldn't. And, and there, that's part of your networking. It's part of working relationships. It's part of working part of, of your life, but that doesn't mean you say yes to everything and you don't say yes to every time to the same person and no to somebody else. You've got to determine what's the important things versus the urgent. Before I give you the practical means to discipline your life, I'm going to say one more thing about multitasking. I know so many people that believe that they can multitask. The problem with multitasking is this. You cannot give a hundred percent effort to do different things at the same time. It's impossible to give 100% effort to two things at the exact same time. When you divide your attention between things, you divide your energy as well. 
And then here's what, when you divide your energy, you divide your progress. So what you should be giving 100% effort into, for me, if I'm doing this podcast and I'm writing a podcast. So uh, at the recording of this podcast, I'm going to shoot a few other pod, podcasts. And what I had to do is, is weeks prior is establish what are these podcasts that are going to be. And then I've got to sit and give complete energy to writing a podcast. That means my focus, my research, my thought process is all about that. I can't write a podcast on balancing and then turn around and write a podcast on something else and write a church message on promotion. I can't write three messages at the same time. I can write one message at the time. And if I do that, I'm giving 100% effort. I, I don't need to multitask. What was important to me when I wrote this podcast on balancing life and ministry was balancing what I'm writing and focus all into it. Stop trying to, you're robbing, listen, if I say it this way, we're robbing our progress from dividing our energy level. That's what's happening. We've got to understand that we cannot divide energy level and expect to have great success. You may attain success, but it's going to take you a lot longer to get there if you don't balance your life. Don't balance your ministry. Stop. We, we, can't, uh, we can't just say yes to everything. It's a balance. You got to know your passion. You got to know your purpose. You got to know what's driving you. And that's what you got to focus around. There's extracurriculars. There's fun. There's rest. All of those things are important. And you got to know when to do those and when not to do those. And this is what we're talking about today. So I'm, I'm going to give you a few thoughts here on practical means to disciplining our lives. This is, this is the first thing is, how do I balance? What do I say yes to? What, what do I say no to? The very first one is this, you have to allow your passions to drive your purpose. You have to allow your passions to drive your purpose. In the Anointing Leadership Podcast, it's asking the anointing of God to get upon us, his super on our natural. The Bible says when you seek him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So as you're chasing after God, he, he reveals your passions on the inside of you. He, he, he causes the purpose of God to come alive on the inside of you. And if you're not seeking him first, which is faith, seek him first, then you'll never discover your true passions. Once you know your passion, your true passion that drives your purpose, when you understand that you allow or when you know your purpose, you allow your passion for that to drive it. You can't get caught up. I'm going to give you two sub thoughts on this is number one, you can't get caught up in things that everyone else wants you to do around your purpose. There's a passion. You have to determine what the purpose is, and then you've got to choose who you listen to. I, if you're a pastor today or church leader, or you're a businessman or, or whatever, I, there's a small business in our town that uh, I've, I frequent often and uh, they, they didn't have the greatest of coffee. I helped them get some good coffee in there. Um, and, and they did sell some product and, and they asked me one time what my thought was on adding product to their, um, their um, inventory. And I just kind of listened for a few minutes and their statement, their reoccurring statement was that everybody keeps telling us we should. Everybody keeps telling us we should. Everybody keeps telling us we should. And my response was, do you know your purpose? Do you know what you're supposed to be selling? Does that line up with your purpose? Does it line up with what you're passionate about? Or is it just what somebody else wants? You can't allow everybody else's wants to dictate your purpose. You have to know it because you're driven by the passion for that thing. And everything must line up with that, not with everybody else's stuff. The second thing about this, allow your passions to drive your purpose, is everybody else's emergency isn't your urgency. 
You have to understand because it's an urgent to them doesn't make it an emergency to you. You have to learn that it's okay even when somebody else is frantic to say no to them. Why? Because you're allowing your passions to drive your purpose. If I, if I gave you my passions, they're, they're real simple. One is God, is my faith. That's a passion of mine, and it drives my purpose. I'm, I'm passionate. I don't let things interrupt my, my time in prayer. I don't allow things to interrupt my time in the reading of the Word. I don't allow my things to interrupt my fast. I don't allow things. Why? Because that's a passion of mine for the purpose. The second thing that I'm, I, I'm, I'm passionate about is my wife and my children. And so I spend quality time, not quantity, quality time with my wife, uh, she's my best friend. She's the one that I really want to be with. My children, my grandchildren, that's a priority to me. And everything that would want to steal that from me has to, has to go through the, 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 um, the filter of what kind of time is it going to take from them. Another thing that is about it is, is my church is pastoring people and loving on people and helping people. And if you're going to rob time with my God, my family, or my church, then Terry's going to say, no, can't do that. I'm sorry. Why? Because when you have family reunion on Wednesday, I'm showing up. When family reunion is on Sunday, Terry's going to be there. Why? Because it's important to me. And everything else is a no that wants to rob from there. You've got to allow your passions to drive your purpose for saying yes. The second one is simply this. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I've said this. This is how you, you find discipline. Figure out what you're supposed to say yes to and say it. And then allow those yeses to dictate what your no's are, right? This is the thing. Every I said it once. I'm going to say it again uh, because I believe it warrants doing that. Every time you say yes to something, you're robbing, you're, you're saying no to something you previously said yes to. You're always giving something else secondary every new yes. And you have to understand, let your yes be yes and your no be no. The second thing I want to help you understand is this. Again, said it, but your no's create your success. You give yourself permission to operate and function in your already yeses every time you say no. No is not a bad word. No is not a problem word. No is not an issue, a word that we should eliminate from our vocabulary. It's a word we should use often so that we can give purpose to, uh, and we can give priority to our purpose, right? So we look at that. The last thing I want to say about this let your yes be yes and you know me no is if you say yes, do it. A man is only as good as his word. If you tell somebody you're going to do it, then you better follow, follow through. It's not, it's not fair to that person nor your own integrity and character that you say yes to something and don't show up. This is, I'm talking about discipline in your life. you got to allow your passions to drive your purpose. you got to let your yes be yes and your no be no. The third thing is you need to find an accountability partner or a mentor. You need somebody in your life that you can talk to, that you can run some things by. If you're having a hard time, I did it for two years. I got a life coach and I ran things every month by my life coach. I talked to them constantly. They helped me. They sharpened me. They gave me the permission and the support to say no to certain things. They helped me do that. I did it for two years. Uh, I, don't, I don't do it anymore today, but I did it from 2016 to 2018. And they really helped launch me to becoming the leader that I am today. So you need that person in your life. Somebody you can meet with, somebody you can text, somebody you can talk to. Uh, you need that person in your life. Just saying that. The, the, the fourth thing, how do you balance your life? It's pretty simple uh, and profound, but yet... Sometimes we make it so complex and complicated, but it's your calendar. <laughs> you, you need a calendar that you actually use. Most people have a smartphone. They're just not smart enough to use it. Or they're, I should rephrase that, right? They're not disciplined enough 
to use it. But your calendar has reminders, reminders an hour before, a day before, 10 minutes before, numerous times. It has a snooze button. It has everything you need. You can you can set up meetings in it. You're, it cord, uh, if you're in Gmail for me, it communicates with my email. So it already sets it there. If I get a, uh, a something through my email, if I get it through some of my apps and, and travel apps, it automatically puts it in my calendar. It, it does everything for you, but you've got to use it. You've got, this is how you can say no to things because you have already plugged in things in your calendar. You, and, and my opinion is you should have at least three different calendars entries. One should be your personal, everything that you're going to do that nobody else really needs to know. Two, you should have your family calendar, you and your spouse, if you're married or you and your family can look at it and it's a family calendar. Everybody can plug in what they're going to do and it helps in communication. Three is this a team or ministry calendar? And, and what I have at the church is my whole staff has a calendar together. I know days off I, I, and everybody can plug it in. And honestly, I don't need a meeting to understand their dates because it's all in my calendar. And I, I, I demand that out of my staff. Why do I demand it? Because I don't want to have to have meetings every Monday about who's doing what this week. So that staff calendar allows me to, to, to uh, schedule meetings, schedule different things that are going on in the church, uh, plan different events. I can do that if I need to by our staff. That's my opinion is this is how I would do it. Uh, and the last, the last one I want to say is this. Leave your business slash your ministry stuff at the office when you go home. Get everything done during the day and go home. Leave it. Why? Because it's important that you rest. It's important that you spend quality time. It's important that you spend time with your family. It's important that you spend time on yourself, that you give your brain a break. You give your thoughts a break. You just leave it at the office. If you need to work an hour longer, then work an hour longer and go home and take nothing else with you. Start fresh the next day. This is how, in my opinion, you balance life and ministry. One, allow your passions to drive your purpose. Two, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Three, get an accountability partner. Four, use your calendar. Five, leave business and, and ministry and work at the business and go home. I'm the senior pastor of a thriving church. And when I go home, I go home. I don't do ministry stuff at home. Ministry is 100% about my life. But I leave every bit of the day-to-day the -day work at the office. Why? Because my wife matters, my time matters, and for me to be a, a great pastor, I've got to be healthy. And part of healthy is resting the mind, resting the body, and not being so consumed and concerned about the day-to-day -day operations. Hey, that's my thoughts today, man. Thank you for joining me on the Anointing Leadership Podcast. Again, allow your per passions to drive your purpose. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Get you an accountability partner, somebody you can talk to to run things by. Work a calendar. Watch and leave business at the office and go home and take time off. Hey, till next time, I call you blessed and may the anointing of God get all over you to accomplish everything God has called you to do in Jesus' name. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.